This world that we live in is one of tension, one of, of stress. Billy Graham has said that he sees more individuals stressed out today than ever before, and he made that statement several years ago. In our world today, there is nothing that happens that cannot be instantly communicated to us. It can be on our phones, iPads, television, but instantly. Sometimes the news isn't even an hour old, and all of a sudden my telephone is bing, bing, and you know, 90% of the time it is not good news. It's something that is quite disturbing because the people in media have learned the good news doesn't sell newspapers. Some of you may not know what a newspaper is, but some of us have read them. But that sells. That sells, whether it's a congressman or whether it's a shooting, whether it's uh, someone hijacking, a stabbing, no matter what it is, we're immediately turned in, we're tuned into it. This constant bombardment has an effect on you and it has one on me. It's very subtle, but it has been proven that people that want to have a positive attitude, they need to feed their mind things that are positive, positive messages. We can also turn the media around and use it for our benefit in that we can tie into music that is positive, spiritual music, uplifting music. We also can dial in some of the ministers or some of the speakers that is uh, giving or delivering a message of love and kindness and hope. So we can use it in a positive manner, but so many times we don't. Yesterday I saw a post on a man that is a physicist, doctor of physics. And this guy was saying that you and I need to start giving thought to how we get off of this planet. I'm sure nobody's ever heard of anybody that thought uh, the world's coming to an end. Never would anybody ever do that to... Uh, people that trusted them, but it's been happening for hundreds of years. But this, this man has the credentials, and people will listen to him. He says, the world is going to destroy itself, and he get, goes on to tell how. We have too many people on the earth. We cannot continue to feed the people. We have too much pollution in the world. We have too many angry people, angry uh, countries. We have those big, powerful bonds. I mean, he goes on and on. I got really somewhat depressed just reading the article. And he says, we have no way out except to find another planet or another rock that we can live on. That's the only way out. He does not see any other way. Which tells me that this physicist does not know my Lord. He does not know Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ, all things are possible. And if you want to see a miracle, come to the foot, to the foot of the cross. You will see the miracles. For when He arose from the dead, that wasn't the end of the miracles. 
That was not at all. Ever since then, there has been an alternative. The alternative is the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ and He does live. The good news is that He left that Holy Spirit with each and every one of us. When these young people are at camp this week, the Holy Spirit's going to be with each one of them and their sponsors, but it's also going to be with us as we walk, talk, as we send our prayers up for them. Because Jesus left that Holy Spirit. What He went through, nobody should go through, but He did it for you and for me. I've heard some people, ministers say, your name was on His lips when He died. I don't know about that. But I do know that you and I were on His heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes. We will not perish. But we will have everlasting life. But there's too many people that have not picked up the Word of God. There's been times in my life that, sure, I was in church. But I didn't do a lot of reading when it comes to this. I would hear the lesson. Most of the time, I didn't follow it up by studying at home later. Off and on through the years, I've read the Bible. I've studied it in various classes. But there was a time in my life that I was too busy being busy. It's too busy trying to make a living, trying to be able to buy more things. And so I wouldn't sit down with the Lord for 15 minutes even. Heaven knows I wouldn't do it for an hour. And so we had a casual relationship. But I knew He loved me. And I knew He forgave me of my sins. And in our prayer today, I was talking about, please forgive us of our sins that may have happened this morning or yesterday, recently. Boy, have I ever been there. Have I ever been there. Words are like sabers. And sometimes they would flow out of my mouth without any thought of pain or hurt that it would inflict on others. There are those emotional times in families where the spouse, each one of them will get in an argument, say things that later on they wish they could take back, but they've already been said. But our Lord is a forgiving Lord. And no matter what is on your heart this morning, please know Please know that He is with you. He's as close as you as the person sitting next to you. Matter of fact, even closer because He's in your heart. When you surrender to to Him, He is with you constantly. I believe that you and I need to seek wisdom. Need to seek wisdom from our Lord. Lord, please give me wisdom. So that when I am in some situation, when the conversation starts getting heated, or when I have the opportunity to give a word of encouragement to someone, I don't just walk by, I give them that word of encouragement. Let me share a story on that one, a real brief one. Uh, I've been going through pretty tough times in my life. Uh, At this particular time was one of the toughest. 
And I'm not saying my life is any worse, harder than anybody else. I just know my story. You probably can relate to this, and you'd have your story as well. But at this time, boy, I just knew that I had on my forehead the word loser tattooed in there or branded in there. I mean, I just felt like everything I did with relationships, with business, everything I touched was just poison. And I went to church, uh, as I usually did, and at that church they had an individual that was a greeter. Guy I had known for years and years, he delivered my daughter, so I had a very good relationship with him. And as I walked past him, he stopped me, and we had a few words exchanged, and he says, Wayne, you're really a pretty good guy. I walked away with tears in my eyes, and I left before he could see me. But just those kind words that somebody thought I was a pretty good guy, that meant so much to me at that time. Such a small statement on his part, he never knew that. Well, I may have told him, but he didn't know it from what happened that day. But those few words were so meaningful to me because I was torn apart. Not only did I think other people thought I was a loser, I thought I was a loser. I was convinced I was. So I need to ask for wisdom so that when I have the opportunity to pass on a kind word to somebody, when I have the opportunity to be kind to someone, when I have those opportunities, that I won't walk right past it. I heard from a lady that said that she saw a man sitting outside of a grocery store and she had this God feeling moment, I need to do something for this man. He's sitting here, he's on the streets, uh, he, you know, his dress and everything said, I have no home, don't know where my next meal is coming from. And so she went in and bought different items in the store for this gentleman. And she kept having this tug on her, says, I need to buy this guy some fried chicken. Everybody likes fried chicken. But then she'd hear that voice from God saying, no, you don't need to do that. And she kind of argued with him and go get a little more of this, staples and so forth, and nothing real heavy because he had his backpack. And he came, she went outside and she said, maybe these food items will help you on your way. And right behind her says, what a coincidence. I just bought him from some fried chicken so he can have it on his way. We get those, those feelings to reach out to someone. And I encourage you, don't deny it. Don't fight it. That is God giving you an opportunity to serve and to witness. Also, it is a moment where you can have the wisdom to listen and be obedient to the Word of God. In the book of Corinthians, the first chapter pardon me, the first Corinthians, the 13th chapter. If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. 
if I have the gift of prophecy and cannot fathom all and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and, and give over my body to the hardships that I may be, boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, I responded like a child. When I became a man, I put the way the, chi- the ways of a childish be of the childish behind me. As we get older, we should get wiser so that we will know that this is not the right way that I want to live. This is not the way I want to walk. I want to have a walk that reflects Him more than it reflects this world. It doesn't have anything to do with money unless you consider each and every one of us, no matter where we stand in life, we have the opportunity to give out of our resources. And so maybe that individual in front of the store, maybe because you had the resources, you could help him out financially. We have ways here in this church in which we help individuals financially because we have the means. But it's much more than just giving. It may be giving your time, like our, our sponsors that take these trips, take up a week of their time. They give of their assets, their ability. The sponsors that meet with them every week and they teach them about Jesus Christ. And I'm always amazed how creative our teachers are. They teach a lesson that just really is impressive in the means in which they can do it. And they hold those little little individuals' attention the whole time. So they are sharing their wisdom. And those young people then someday will have the opportunity to help others as long as we bring them up in the way of the Lord. So we seek that wisdom, that wisdom that comes from Him, that comes from Him. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, first verse. Now faith is confident in what we hope for, An assurance of what we do not see. This is wisdom. Wisdom that you believe in something you cannot see. This physicist is talking about things he can see. He's talking about the demise of the world. He can see that in all of the research. and He can see the pollution on the maps and everything. But what he cannot see is the love of Jesus Christ. He cannot see how Jesus Christ is our protector. There's nothing too big for Jesus Christ, but this individual thinks that's not an option. It is not an option. His only option is to get on a spaceship and head off somewhere else and build another colony. But he does not know Jesus Christ. When we seek Him, we grow wiser. When we spend more time with Him, on a daily basis, when we start out like 15 minutes a day 
That might be a big thing for some of you like it was with me along the way of life. 15 minutes? I got to sit still 15 minutes? I was really hurting for Peggy that sits there constantly. That's what they've told her. Do not move. I, how do you do that? I didn't tell her that because she's got, she's got to deal with it already. But I don't know that I could do that. I guess if they knock me out, I guess I could. But uh, as we grow older, we should grow wiser. And the more we study the, the word of Jesus Christ, the wiser we become. In the book of Proverbs, the first chapter, the seventh verse, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but, to, but tools despise wisdom and instructing. I'm going to go through that again. may have to go through it three times before I, I read it correctly. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. Listen, my son, to your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teachings. It begins at home. Does that make you a little nervous as parents and grandparents? Listen to your parents. That means we are to be teaching in a godly manner, in a way that would be... Uh, that would be beneficial to those young people in their life. Not ways that would be destructive. Not ways that would be embarrassing if someone came in and they had a camera and they were just watching you. When it looked like a demolition derby in your living room. But it looks more like kindness, love, hope. We have to work at it. It is His gift to us. But we must work at it. Work at it through our studies. Work at it with how we treat other people. The prayers, maybe before we go into a meeting that we think might be a little contentious, that we pray before we go into it and yield to Him. For He is the one that has the strength, not us. So we're asking that He will place that knowledge in our hearts as a gift, just like mercy, grace, that He'll plant that wisdom, His Word, on how we're to treat each other. For if there was ever an example, Jesus Christ was the example. As He was hanging on the cross, His last words, Father, forgive Him, for they know not what they do. Now, I'm pretty sure those guys that were whipping him with those whips that had glass and nails and things in it, I'm pretty sure they thought they knew what they were doing. I'm pretty sure that the individuals that were cramming that crown of thorns down on his forehead with all those needles going into his scalp, I'm pretty sure they knew what they were doing. They thought they knew what they were doing. Their heart was cold to the Word. But as Jesus is hanging on the cross, one thief is mocking Him and the other one is saying, remember me 
when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus says, today you will be with me. I read something recently and it said, why was Jesus in the middle? Why wasn't there eight or ten people around instead of three? Why wasn't he on one end or the other end? Could it be that once again, God is given choices? That's where we have the likeness of God, because we have choices. Those two thieves had a choice. One chose to mock him, and the other one chose to follow him. You and I have that same decision. We don't need to make it complicated. We don't need to overanalyze it. And it's really interesting to visit with somebody that is totally trying to get it analytical. And they're just ripping apart, kind of like a pit bulldog after a steak. They're just ripping it apart. This excuse, that excuse. How could this happen? I can't believe that would happen. Mathematically, I can't figure that out. Oh, my I'm thankful I have the chance to be with these young people that will accept Jesus Christ today. And now they can grow in the Word for the rest of their life. But we all have choices. And we have all made a choice. Out of wisdom, we have chosen to follow Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, be with us now. Be with us as we conclude this service, but we do not conclude our walk with you. Our walk is ongoing. We're asking for wisdom so we know where to take those steps, Lord. Steps down the right path to you are the one to the physical flesh pleasures of the world. It's our choice. We pray that we will have the strength to follow you and not the flesh. Go with each and every one of us this day, Lord. This day. That we can make a difference in one life. Each one of us touch one life for Jesus Christ. For we do pray it in your name. Amen. At this time, we invite you to come forward. Maybe there is someone here today that has never 